It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. It's season three. It's episode 11. Rest easy, Otis. Don't forget to listen, download, review, most importantly, subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on all the socials, Twitter, Instagram. Of course, we're on Facebook. And you can email Crowley and I at flythew670 at gmail.com. Crowley, hope the uh, weekend's gone well so far. A little bit of it left, and uh, we're recording this on a Sunday. Ahead, one week ahead of the Super Bowl, I know one of your favorite events of the year. Hey, I, you know what? I actually like, you're going to laugh, I like prop bets. Okay. So me and my friends, we all get together, and we do like, you know, we have a whole sheet, and it's nothing of pro- prop bets. What color is the Gatorade? What, you know, how yeah, long is the All the fun stuff, right. Is right, Kelsey going to get down on one knee after the game and propose to – Taylor, Taylor. yeah, that's the stuff, but I, 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 that stuff I, I can get into, but I will tell you what does get me excited about this, my spring training tickets on my at bat app. So yeah, I saw that, that gonna, on social media. Yeah. Anyone going to be out the 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, I'll be out in uh, beautiful Mesa, Arizona at the club 400 tent stop on by. We're going to have some fun. So that's in, uh, that's in February or March. That's in March. So okay. that's going right. to yeah. And I, and I got the tickets, like I said, to the, the breakout game Cubs versus Sox. So that's going to be great. Nice. Nice. That would be, that will be fun. I saw that, uh, yeah, Marquee basically will show all of those games. We'll have a handful of them on six, seven to the score as well. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's exciting. Um, not exciting. Bellinger watch 2024 <laughs> continues. We still have no movement friend of the pod and Odyssey insider, Bob Nightingale mentioned the Phillies as a possible landing stop spot for Belly and uh, frequent guest of the Mullion Haw show. John Heyman mentioned that the angels could be a team interested in Belger services as well. So nothing yet. We'll, we'll keep watching, but uh, the Cubs did not add Bellinger or, or any other players since the lad last podcast, but Dustin, they did make a roster move with the addition of reliever Hector Neres to the 40 man roster. We were wondering what the corresponding move was going to be, and we found out this week. The other thing to keep in mind is that, though, about this whole situation, Dustin, is that the Cubs are going to have to make room on their 40-man roster for Neris, and there hasn't been a corresponding move yet. Now, the Cubs could, you know, just decide to DFA a pitcher, you know, replace one pitcher with another to make room for Neris. I'm just kind of looking at the 40 man roster here and you got a um, guess. I wonder if Michael Rucker or Keegan Thompson. Well, there it was Michael Rucker, Keegan Thompson, Michael Rucker was DFA'd. 
So we'll see if another team wants to pick him up. If not, uh, the Cubs then can resign him. So we'll, we'll see what happened. But speaking of picked up Dustin, the Diamondbacks signed lefty Brandon Hughes to a minor league deal. If you remember, Hughes was a big part of the pen in 2022. He was supposed to be a big part of the pen in 23 as the lefty, but he had, it was just an injury plague season. He just couldn't get healthy. He had to have left knee surgery and the Cubs non-tendered him in November. Speaking does, of the Diamondbacks, right? They uh, they picked up uh, another former Cub, right? They uh, their new DH. Yeah, right? they 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 just they keep moving, and I, I think the Diamondbacks have really had altogether a pretty solid off season. But Dustin, the the major move in the NL Central, the one that's kind of yeah. shaking everything, yeah. the Brewers traded ace Corbin Burns to the Baltimore Orioles for shortstop Joey Ortiz and starting pitcher DL Hall. It was well known the Brewers were not going to extend Burns during his final season before hitting free agency. This is obviously going to make the Brewers weaker. And Dustin, think about this. The Orioles still kept their five best prospects and got probably one of the best pitchers in baseball. Right. Pretty pretty, pretty wild. I'm surprised they make this move now and not at the trade deadline. I wonder what the thinking was there. I mean, I think it just comes down. The only thing I could think of potentially didn't want to pay, didn't want to pay the salary for the first five months or whatever. I mean, I, I think it's more, you know, you, you tend to get less if you're going to have the guy for less time. So since this is walk year, you're pay, you're now getting a you full got him now the whole, him. whole season worth him. Okay, that makes sense. Yep, that's a good answer. But but good Dustin, answer, take a look at this. Take a look at the Brewers pitching. Okay, if you remember last year, they had Brandon Woodruff, they had Corbin Burns. And Freddie Peralta is this nasty three-headed monster. I mean, you, you, you know, now they're down to Freddie Peralta, Wade Miley. We, we remember that experience. Mm -hmm. Joe Ross, Colin Rea, and Robert Gasser. Does that strike fear in you anymore? No, I mean, that's not even a that, – that, that's like a, a, a bullpen, let alone a, a starting rotation, right? I mean, if Freddie Peralta is your opening day, he's your, he's your ace. Freddie Peralta is your ace. He's a uh, he's a good pitcher. I would put yeah, him in at a number yeah. two, but you got nothing right. behind him. Right. That's what I mean. I'm. That's what I mean. I mean, it just it and it takes a massive drop after that. I mean, Freddie Peralta is a a pretty good two, a really good three, but I don't know how Freddie Peralta is going to be as the. Hey, listen, that's good news. Guess who yeah. else they don't have? <laughs> they don't have Craig Council to try to make chicken salad out of you know what. So, we'll right. See what but you know, it was a question of what the Brewers were going to do, and now you got to ask yourself okay, what else do the Brewers have that other teams would want? I mean, are you going for the full rebuild here? Because, you know, Devin Williams has only got one more year left. So, you know, you're talking about one of the best relievers in baseball. Willie Adamas is a guy that has value. I mean, are they going to just completely strip this down this season? I, I don't know, but you got to ask yourself these it questions. looks that right? way, right? It looks the way the uh, compass is pointing. It looks like a absolute full rebuild in the uh, city north of the Cheddar Curtain. And so, you know, we've talked about this before. I'm, I'm still of the belief that the Reds are the team to beat in the Central. Cubs would be two. I don't know about Brewers three anymore, but the Pirates and the Cardinals would, you know, all, I, I just, I think that there's a big drop off after the Reds and the Cubs. But Dustin, if we look at our tiered list, we scratch off another name. So there is Corbin Burns officially scratched off. So Here what's left? Here you go. <laughs> You, you got Blake Snell um, was our tier one. Cease and Alonzo, I, I kept hearing Cease's name. It seems like it keeps going, but from I, I think I heard Bruce Levine say it, it's probably more likely it, that being a uh, trade deadline deal. Right. They're going to hold on to him, yep. 
And then the tier two free agents, uh, Jordan Montgomery still out there, Matt Chapman and Cody Bellinger. Uh, Alec Bregman, we'll see maybe. I, I mean, they, they might try to, you know, keep him for the whole year and just let him walk. Uh, Solaire still out there. And then Bieber, Kim, and Paredes as trade targets. I've heard a little bit about Shane Bieber, but nothing else. So, I mean, there's still players out there. Offseason's not over, but uh, let's get that's moving a, here. Yes, that's still a big list, right? I mean, there's a, there's, a, there's some talent on that list, and you'd like to see you know, one or two of those guys end up over at Clark and Addison, no doubt. Uh, in other news, former Cub president of baseball ops, Theo Epstein, left his job with MLB to return home to Boston to become a part owner of Fenway Sports Group and a senior advisor. According to Sportico, which broke the story at Fenway, Epstein will work on sport initiatives across the business holdings, which include Liverpool FC, the Pittsburgh Penguins, RFK Racing, TGL's Boston Common Golf, then a recently acquired stake in the PGA Tour. Uh, Dustin, you know, Theo was working for MLB and was behind a lot of the rule changes that you right. and I both like to improve right. the game. Yep. Uh, pitch clock, banning the shift, increasing the bases. I really enjoyed that. And and to me, I I thought that Theo was ready to go to be the next commissioner of baseball. So right now, here's that- what I found interesting about that, Crawley. I, I thought the same thing. I thought that's what he was aspiring to. That's something that he... Uh, dreamed about, saw in his future. Um, but the former Marlins president, who is very active on social media, uh, he tweeted out that the reason he thought that this went down is because he saw that his path to the commissionership was not happening. Hmm. And so that's why he decided to go this route, because um, that was not that was David Sampson that had tweeted that out. And that uh, the path was not going to be as easy as he had hoped. Another thing I'd love to get your opinion on. I don't know if you caught it. You can't catch every minute of the Mully and Haw show. But when this news broke, I think we were on the air on Thursday, if I remember right, which day it was. I believe it was Thursday. Was it Friday? You remember, Carly? Was this Thursday or Friday when this news went down? I thought it was Friday, but I might be off. It doesn't matter. Either way, David Haw said they're going to build a statue at Wrigley Field for Theo Epstein. And I said, no shot. There's no way they're going to build a statue of Theo Epstein. Now, I could see a a big, grand sculpture about that team, obviously. But I don't even think in the big, grand sculpture, it includes Theo Epstein. Do you think Theo Epstein will get a statue at Wrigley Field? I, I think there's no way he's going to get a statue. Right. I mean, they're, they're, they're already running out of room for guys that they need. And and it's interesting when I was at Cubs convention um, and, and, and we were talking to Lou Sella, he's been on the podcast before the, he's a guy that sculpted everything. Yeah, sculpted. Someone asked him, uh, you know, who do you think the Cubs, you know? Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon. When a thought hits you, I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Should have, and, and a name is Gabby Hartnett, one of the greatest Cubs of all time that people forget because it's pre-World War II but he's one of the greatest Cubs that ever existed. He doesn't have a statue. So, I mean, does Cubs history begin in the 1960s, 1969 team? I don't know. 
Um, you know, you take a look at Gabby Hartnett, and then you you also take a look at Buck O'Neill and his contributions to the game. Right. Andre Dawson, Greg Maddox, those are all names that kind of come up. You know, would you say Anthony Rizzo out of out of that 2016 team? The guy that kind of stuck through everything was through the kind of really. Well, I could see, I could see him and, with his, you know, the ball in his hand and the mitt in the other hand, and his hands raised above his head as being as being the statue potentially to commemorate that. Right? But I, I think that you're right in the fact that I, I don't think it's, I think it's going to be some grand sculpture of, of everybody somewhere located in Wrigley if they can find a place for it. That, that I, where I don't know, but I think the Bears have one like that, correct? Yep. At Soldier Field where it's just like a giant collage type thing. And I can right. see it more, more being that because there were so many good players on that. Or maybe team, it ends up inside a Wrigley field, right? Throughout the concourse or something, or right when you walk in against the wall, the back wall, when you first walk in something, something like that, who knows? I think right. so, but, but it'll be cool. But, but, but it's not thing, going to be a standalone no statue of Theo no. Epstein. No, absolutely not. And um, according to Sportico, Epstein leaves his role as a special consultant to MLB, but he will continue to informally serve the league's competition and on-field committee. So he's still involved. Um, I, I just, I liked what he was doing. And, and you know, I, I don't know what David Sampson knows versus doesn't know. I just know that, you know, obviously we have a commissioner right now. I, I'm not the biggest fan of him, but uh, you know, I mean, Theo's still a younger guy and that, you know, you, you know, he can work his way up, I guess, but ownership is, you know, a lot of money and, and, and it's going to be interesting because it's not just baseball, it's hockey, it's soccer, it's racing. So well, right. You know, I think I, anything, I think any, you know, people joked around, like when the bears were looking for a new, like, you know, bring Theo to back to the bears, right? Like right. anything Theo puts his hands on, there's a good chance it's going to get better. There's no, that, that, that there's no doubting that there's no doubting that Theo Epstein one day will be in the baseball hall of fame. There is no doubt about that either. So, you know, listen, good, good for, good for Theo. I, I think if anything, this is bad for baseball as a whole. It sounds like it's a really great day to be Theo Epstein. I don't think there's really a bad day to be a Theo Epstein. Nah, nah, he's a great guy and wishing him all the best. But like I said, we, we just love what he was doing. So hopefully he can still at some, in some way, continue to contribute. But um, former Cubs player and current marquee analyst, Joe Girardi will be joining the yes network but he will continue to work as an analyst for Marquee as well. So you know how they shift everybody around. So yeah, just they do. It's I, and I still haven't decided Crowley. And I don't know if we, I don't think we've talked about it. Maybe we have indirectly, but we'll maybe get into this bigger and deeper later, but I, I don't know that I like the, the constant revolving door, the constant revolving analysts. I don't mind for like a big series. If you bring in a guy, it makes sense like for the pregame postgame type stuff, but constantly, I mean, you turn it, you turn marquee on, you never know who you're going to get. Right. You, you just never know. And then I'm, I'm not, I'm definitely not a fan. Well, here's, here's what I wonder. So Girardi, if he is cutting back or they cut him back something, right. He's not going to be around as much as he was. I was never a fan of the three man Boog Girardi and Deshays. I, I didn't like that. I, I didn't like it too busy, too hard. It just if Jim Deshays is your guy, then let Jim Deshays be your guy. What is it? What's going? Why? Why all of a sudden does everybody that works in in baseball specifically, and it's a long season, but all of a sudden everybody needs a day off. Everybody's taking all the. I mean, I've never seen it before. All of a sudden, it's like everybody's taking days off nonstop in baseball. 
Well, I'm not a fan of three-man booths. As you said, in baseball, it just gets too crowded, too many people. I'm just a fan of the good old-fashioned two-man booth. I don't think that Mark Girardi's cutting his time any. It's just he'll have something to do when he's not, you know, when he's off. Because, it, like you said, it's a rotation. Like, like you said, I like when it's more consistent. I don't mind bringing in guys sometimes. Right. But um, maybe even for like a small you segment. Turn on of that, you turn on that pregame show, and you, you, you have no idea what's going to be there. Nice. I like I like Cole Wright and Cliff Floyd. I think that those guys mesh well sure, together. I like sure. what Cliff does. I would prefer just to see those two guys on personally. Well, let's have that, you know, eight out of ten times instead of, you know, four out of ten times. 100% agree with you. And, and speaking of Marquis, Jeff Agrist of the Sun-Times reports that Marquis Network will broadcast the majority of Cubs spring training games remotely. Boog and JD will be in Arizona for the first weekend at the end of this month, but the remaining games will be called remotely uh, agra says uh, goes on to say that while availability of broadcasters is part of the equation sources say marquee is looking to cut costs and focus on regular season and shoulder programming friend of the pod and iowa broadcaster alex cohen and your teammate on the score 670 uh zach zaidman will be calling those spring change uh, training games remotely but that's that's a little bit nerve-wracking to hear that uh cutting costs well it's just i guess anywhere you can save a buck but i mean okay like they can't like do a VR, you know, a VRBO out in Phoenix in Tucson or wherever and just have like, you know, we, we had score house, right. Yeah. We, we rented a house. Like they can't rent a house with like five bedrooms for six weeks. You know, I, I mean it, like book shot as an example though, like I know you, you know, your focus is entirely on the Cubs and I love that about you. And, you know, we talked about at the beginning of the podcast, you, you know, dipping into a little, uh, fun prop bets this weekend for the big game. But yesterday, huge college basketball weekend. And arguably, and we could have this conversation. You will disagree with what I'm about to say. The greatest rivalry in all of sports occurred last night. They play at least two times every year. That's Duke, North Carolina. Great rivalry. Boog Shambi, you know, was calling, was part of that broadcast. You know, he he was on a game. He was on a big college basketball game this past weekend. He might not have been in that game. Maybe he was on Kansas. Actually, I think he was on the Kansas game, uh, Kansas and uh, Houston. Regardless, Bukshami is a big part of the four-letter network's college basketball coverage. He's still doing four-letter network Sunday night baseball work as well, right? So, um, I mean, if I had a guess, Book probably has a place out in the desert somewhere. I just, I, I don't understand what the extra, what the extra cost is. I guess if the guy's out there, you got to pay to feed him as well. And the meal money, I, I mean, or is it more the, cause the cameras still have to be there. If you're calling it remotely, you still got to pay for the camera person. Still got to right. pay for the video replay person. You got to pay for all that stuff. I mean, I, 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 I just sure. wonder, I mean, I mean, I'd love to know, like, does that, so does that mean they're going to have more people in the marquee broadcast during the regular season and, you know, propping that up or are they just looking to save money period? You That's know, a good question. And, and I mean, and it Dustin, is spring training. It's not the end of the world. It's just, it's just a, a sad state of affairs for the business. Yeah. But to me, it is kind of, because that was my joy of marquee. A guy like me can sit there. I love watching spring training games. People may think I'm nuts because of, you know, but here you get to see these prospects. That's why I have marquee. That's why the second crane Kenny announced it. I was a hundred. I called Comcast 
I'm, I'm not kidding you, probably a hundred times. Because remember, it wasn't originally on Comcast. <laughs> yeah, it's back and forth. And who yeah, has I'm, I'm going to call and cancel and which my streaming order. Oh. Right, what streaming service has it, which one right. didn't. Yeah, oh. But this is what I wanted. I want spring training games. I love the fact that I can get minor I can get minor league games. And Dustin, how about, how about this? Keep in mind that Pat Hughes is getting older, right? And he doesn't go out to the desert much. But wouldn't you want to kind of get the guys that you have in the system, whether it's Sam Wiederhoff from uh, Myrtle Beach or BK and Max from uh, South Bend, or you have uh, Mick Gillespie or even Alex Cohen, who's doing some games. But these are your future of, of, of whoever may be the broadcaster. Wouldn't you want to get them more experience? Yep. But again, I guess the question is experience live at the ballpark or experience back here in town, you know, through the power of, of the media that we have now. It, it, I, it's frustrating. I, I get yeah. it. But I, I mean, I, I think you're not going to not, here's what I would, here's my pushback. Like you're not going to not tune in because they're not there. You're right. going to tune in regardless. So but my, my experience as a fan and I got to hear, and I know Jason Benetti was on the score talking about this and, and I know Boog and other people are talking about this because they did this in 2020 and it's just not the same. You don't, you are basically like winging it and you have to follow the camera operators much like we do. They, they're not right. there to see what's happening. You're watching the game on television and then describing to us what you're seeing as well as what we're seeing. And then it's kind of like, Hey, you know, like the next thing will be, they'll just have like a color analyst on for television and they won't even have a play-by-play guy. Right. Because it, you don't, especially in baseball, do you really need, the play-by-play guy, I can see what's happening. I can see the graphic. It's a 3-2 pitch. And then the color analyst will tell me whether they agreed with the 3-2 pitch or not, right? I mean, sometimes I wonder if it's dangerously going that route for baseball. Well, we're going to keep our fingers crossed. Like you said, we're going to watch, but we love all the broadcasters that we have. Absolutely. And, and, yep. and we would They're love them great. to have every no opportunity. Problem. Yep. Absolutely right.